0: Well, good morning out there in Radio Land. This is a beautiful November 30th, 2023. We are one day away from December 2023, which means Christmas is right around the corner, and as well, New Year's. And so very excited for the upcoming year, but we ain't done yet in 2023. God's still moving. God's still doing amazing things, and we're still saying yes and amen to whatever the Lord is um, doing Asking, we're just making ourselves available to say yes and amen. Well, it's a beautiful Thursday morning, which means we have Brother Greg on with us. How are you doing, Brother Greg? Well, I'm doing just fine, Brother Aaron. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Miss Hannah, how are you doing?
1: Doing better this morning. Feeling, Feeling better? better? Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, praise the Lord. And this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that anything is possible because we serve a God of the impossible. He'll take whatever situation you're going through and he'll split the Red Sea. He will perform the miracle. He'll do it all. You may not walk over it in the sense of not going through it, but you'll always come out the other side. Why? Because he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and he's a good, good father. And as Isaiah 43 says, you may walk through the fire, but you're not going to come out burnt in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Love that scripture. We're praying this morning for... um, Brother Todd Mingus, is he still on his trip? Just really getting started. So we're going to bring him up every single day to keep him on our on our heads and fear, and our hearts. And uh, he texted me last night. Um, let's see, I'll just read what he texted me. Um, we prayed for him last night at service and yesterday on the radio. And it says, thanks for the nice prayer and word tonight. We listened to the broadcast on the app in the truck. We have about three more hours of driving tonight. So a lot of times when he's in Honduras um, and a lot, from what I can understand a lot, those in Honduras that he ministers with and alongside, um, they have all the Box 2 radio app down there, and they listen to the line. And I've seen pictures where they've been listening in the mornings um, with their Bibles out, taking notes and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Um, what an opportunity, what a glorious thing it is to be able to reach the nations through a radio app. We would have never dreamed of 20 or 30 years ago that we would have this technology even remotely as 15 or 18 years ago, that we'd have this technology that's so readily at hand. So we're just not reaching Litchfield and Hardensburg and Highsville and Glasgow and G- Owensboro. Um, we're reaching literally the nations here. And your all support, prayer, dedication, commitment to the mission makes that possible. And we say thank you for that. And we honor you guys for that. And we honor Brother Todd for being down there every single year. And. Literally, we don't figuratively say this, the thousand plus kids that are getting ready to hear the gospel. And so we just cannot thank God enough for what he's done in Honduras and what he is going to do in Honduras. And we'll definitely have Todd on when he gets back to give some testimonies and all that God did down there. Um, Because there's so many great things that have taken place before he even went down there. And I'm only expecting so many more great things to happen while he is there. So continue to pray for him. Continue to lift him up in um, your your um, not really thoughts and prayers. I n- I never really liked when people said that. Really, thoughts and prayers. It's almost like I'm trying to send them positive energy. Um, <laughs> it feels kind of New Ageism to me. The but, thoughts, but it's like prayers. But then I get I do do know there's thoughts too. So we want to think on them, pray for them. Um, but we're just not sending them positive energy. All right, they don't <laughs> need our vibes. <laughs> they need the Holy Ghost vibes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> you want to listen live in the Box through Radio Network. As well, too, I thought it was awesome with Pastor Caleb yesterday. Um, he was on, and it was a joy to get to have him on and meet with us. And he walked around and toured everything. He said, I'm one of those guys. I want to see everything. So uh, somehow we started counting toilets on campus. Oh I said, gosh. I don't know how much you want to see, but we got two toilets over here, and <laughs> there's five toilets in the girls' bathroom, and there's this toilets over here, and uh so he was laughing and that so every building we went to i said okay so we have four more toilets in this building and <laughs> started to think yesterday just how many toilets we have to maintenance around here it's so <laughs> it's, uh, it was it was fun though um it was a great great uh, time spent even after the radio with him but what i thought was really cool and the reason i brought that up is that you know um his sister posted a video that i seen on facebook because when when you one of your friends is tagged in the video you can see them even if they're not your friends and i saw that come up on my news feed and it was her all the way in the Detroit area listening to the Boxster Radio Network yesterday. Oh, and so I just think that's really cool. Like, yeah. uh, sometimes we forget just how far-reaching this is. And A.K. Dixon, he was at Sam's just the other day. Um, probably, I guess it was Monday. And I ran into him while he's eating the cafeteria food. Because if you really want a cheap meal, just go to Sam's. It's amazing. You can get a piece of pizza that's literally like a fourth of the pizza. And a 32 ounce drink for $2.50. Wow. Does
1: AK work there?
0: Yes. And so he's sitting there and he's walking past and he said, Pastor. And so he comes <laughs> over me and he's talking to me and he said, I got to tell you something. And so he's sitting there and he tells me a gentleman walked through the front door and said, Radio Apostle. And so he was like, What? <laughs> um, and so, and he was telling me how he knows for sure that people's listening to the Three Radio Network in Carolinas, in Virginia, in other parts of the world, and I mean, other parts of the United States that he has connections with. And so I'm just sitting here thinking this morning how cool and honor and um, just a blessing it is to know that this morning, even though we feel like we're talking to each other in a bunch of rooms with a glass between us, um, we're literally, literally reaching the nations. And um, that's not a arrogant statement. That is a humbling statement because we understand sitting here that it, it's not possible without your all's support, without your all's prayers, without you all walking in fellowship and vision with us. Because we may be the one behind the mics, but everybody who's connected through prayer giving, business sponsor, anything to that regard, underwriter, um, you guys are the ones that make this possible. And we say thank you and we say Um, Praise the Lord for your generosity, your commitment to prayer, and your walking in fellowship hand-in-hand with us. So if you want to listen live on the Boxer Radio Network, 91.5 Litchfield, Hardensburg, 98.3 Owensboro, 91.1 Highsville, Glasgow, or, of course, you can download our radio listening app. Hannah does this way better than I do, so tell them real fast how they can get it if they don't have it.
1: So if you go to your app store and you search in the Tithe, T-I-T-H-E dot L-Y, church app you type that in tithely tithe.ly church app and it should pull up the dark blue icon don't click on the mint green color click on the dark blue one and um, once you download that all you have to do is type in box two radio network and then it should pull up um, our station and then it just you change your icon and then it looks like the little box two logo after that
2: Actually, it changes the icon for you, I think, yep. or it did mm-hmm. mine. Yeah, you yep. just have
1: to push OK, and then it changes it for you.
2: Yeah, and then they don't have the Box 2 icon on your phone. Yep. yep. and it'll look
1: just like the, the old yep. app. Yep. But then also we have box2radio.com that you can listen live. And I think... I don't think that that has a maximum number of listeners. So a lot of people listen to our app now, which we're happy about that. Yeah. And But sometimes, depending on how many people are listening, it, it could kick you off. But when it does, you can always go to box2radio.com.
2: I yep. found that's what I've been doing here lately because uh, uh, I guess we're just overrun of listeners. The app has been dropping quite a bit. Yep. So I've been, I have been just go to box2radio.com and clicking on listen live there and uh i don't have any issues you know it just it's constant
0: well we are working on that um we thought maybe we needed to just increase the number of listeners allowed and we did that and um now we are working on something else we're a lot of things with technologies are as always troubleshooting so oh, yeah. you, you yeah, start this one place, yeah. mm-hmm. and so now we're working on our broadband. Just
2: working the bugs out. Yeah. So we're just
0: working. The now we're up. working the broadband, yeah. and um, I believe today's the day that Roger and maybe myself, we're, I don't know if I'm going with him or not, he don't like to travel with me too much. I get on <laughs> his nerves. So he just <laughs> likes to go do stuff by himself. Um, we're <laughs> going to do some more maintenance in Highsville to make it even. Um, it's been very dependable and very good for the last few weeks, and we praise the Lord for that. And um, we're going to go down and update some stuff down there. And we're so excited Friday night because we're going to be able to go spend some time with Miss Renee Alderman. Um, Jesus is Lord. She hosts that. And then is Philip it Trent. Alderman or Auduburn? Auduburn. Yeah. Um, sorry. Thank you. Um, and Philip Trent and Dwayne Kidd. And so we're going to go spend some time with them Sunday night and eat dinner with them. So, so excited for that. to Happen on Sunday evening, and talking a little bit about the Heisville, and how we can push farther down there for the glory of God, that Christ can grow His kingdom in that area, and use Box Two Radio in whatever way He needs to and wants to in that area. So, interact your call, engage with the broadcast this morning. Two seven zero two three zero six three three seven is my number. You can text it is preferred method. Um, we do not have a text machine no more. We got to get rid of that. It was too much running back and forth. Um, as Miss <laughs> Chrissy always said, when Brother Ron would say, "I got to get my text machine out," she thought there was actually a text machine, and so she thought they would just run down the room whenever. But it's not. We had to get rid of that. It's too bulky. The party line was not working no more, so um, we had to move on with technology. Pleasant View Baptist Church, December 15th, presents a Christmas Kitata Cherish that name. Starts at 7 o'clock p.m. If you're going to go, I'd say you probably need to get there pretty um, early. It's going to be a phenomenal night. Bethel Fellowship play here, the Nativity Story, December 13th at 6 o'clock p.m. with refreshments to follow. So don't think you're eating without coming to the play. Um, we will check your ticket. All right. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have tickets. But it's going to be a great night there. The kids have working hard. Um, and there's going to be a lot of singing and um, narrating. And the kids have been doing their parts. And I know their kids are getting up, getting geared up to be some animals and wise men. And um, I don't know who's playing Baby Jesus, but somebody's <laughs> going to have to. Some some kids going to have to wear a, uh, a Baby Jesus outfit. That's going to happen. All right. Um, which I never understood this because we put Baby Jesus in a manger. And he was actually probably two to three, maybe even four years old by the time the wise men got there. So he was a toddler. Well, we
1: have a baby doll for baby Jesus, but we might be working something out for the toddler thing, possibly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
0: then, Brother Greg, do you want to do the Clarkson community announcement?
2: <laughs> uh, Hannah, you
0: go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's going Greg... to be
2: awesome. <laughs>
3: Are you yes. in it yet? Oh, no. Oh, no, Greg.
2: No, I, I, but your
1: daughter's in it, right? Yeah. Awesome.
2: So uh, I can tell you. the uh, the best i can tell you uh so my kids was uh going over their speeches and stuff they got to give a speech so they uh they're going to be a figure like my boy he's going to be noah and my daughter's going to be ruth and her boyfriend is going to be boaz so they uh they they've got uh like a poster or like a big what's that a poster card i don't know a poster board like yeah. a uh-huh. or something? no they're just gonna be holding a, oh, hold or it. maybe maybe a trifle whatever but it's gonna be there's a, gonna be a poster board with their character give you the bible scriptures and some things on there but they also they're when you come in they're gonna tell you who they are you know like i am ruth and they go through all the things and and that same say my boy's gonna be noah or jonah he's gonna be jonah did i mess up uh he's well, gonna be Jonah. i think he said noah okay well he's not gonna be Noah. he's gonna be jonah sorry but anyways way so uh they're gonna uh you know come through you know and have different ones set up in different areas You just kind of walk through it you know mm-hmm. it's like a wax museum uh but yeah anyways so, way uh, it's gonna be pretty neat this this idea was i don't you know it, i've never this is the first time i've ever heard of it and uh and you know, and and doing the study and helping the kids with the speeches, man. I I was telling Hannah about it earlier. You know, it, uh, I learned a lot. You know, and uh, it's I'm excited. It's gonna be mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun to to see how it all goes. Yeah. And also, there's gonna be chili, so if you don't want to come for the wax museum, <laughs> come out and eat. You know.
3: Uh, <laughs> I think the wax
0: yeah. museum's a really cool idea. Yeah. 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 That's December 9th, six through eight o'clock p.m. Now, can they come out anytime throughout that time, or is there a certain i'm sorry can they come any anytime between six and eight
2: well if it says get there at six i'd get there at six but i don't <laughs> know uh you know i i think it's just uh you know it's Cause just it'll a be once, like a walk through, yeah it's right? a walk through, so i think it's going to be pretty much going on for that that amount that of whole time, time. yeah
1: <laughs> i would say this is probably the one thing you could be late for because you'll probably have to be like in a line waiting mm-hmm. right yeah. to kind of get that's that's my get through
2: it yeah that's that's kind of what i see but i don't Never experienced it before. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, cool. I was really hoping Greg was going to be a wax figure. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which wax figure you think he he,
0: could, he? he couldn't move at that point, so he'd yeah. be like one of those <laughs> uh, see, royal guards.
2: A, the thing is, I can't talk without you know. You put my hands <laughs> in my pockets. I can't. I can't speak.
3: So.
0: But he'd be like one of those royal <laughs> guards that's not allowed to move. Yeah. So I'll be like in front of Greg, putting my hand there, like you can't touch me, you can't move.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, good stuff. Damn, um, I had a let me get let me get through my announcements, and I got a couple texts to get caught up on this morning. Um, I didn't even see them coming in, so I apologize. Uh, Casa Candy Cane Run for, um, <clears throat> court court appointed, um, special advocate. I think is what it stands for. I think is that what it. I think so. I think so. Um, they. They advocate for, I know they do foster kids. I know they don't only do foster kids, but they do a lot of foster children in the system, making sure they're not getting lost. They do a lot of great work for kids. They're advocate for kids, and it's their candy cane run, 5K run, this December, this Saturday, December the 3rd. Starts at 7.30 a.m. You can find more information if you want to support that and go out and run or walk and um, get behind what they're doing. Um, there's more information on Facebook. You can look up Casa Candy Cane 5K Run, Litchfield, Kentucky, and that event will pop up and give you all the information unique pertaining to that.
1: I actually think this Saturday is the second. It'll be December the second. December the second, mm-hmm. then okay. Yeah, I have my little nephew has a birthday party, so it so reminded it, me on Facebook. I think she
0: said Saturday also, right? I think it is yeah. Saturday, so yeah, I just wrote I my wrong it, date down. I
1: saw it on Facebook and it said Saturday, so okay, yeah, it'll be it's the second,
0: the Saturday, this December the second. Uh-huh. All right, excellent. Uh, Miss Miss Hill says, the app is amazing. Each morning, you all come into my apartment in Illinois. At times, I have got to also have got to go to the old box, too. You all have no clue how God is using you to touch lives for Him. So, wow. thank you so much, Miss Denisa. You're such a blessing. And now, support. that's
1: our listener that was already listening with us from yeah. Illinois, right? Yep.
0: And I was so overjoyed when I got to meet her in September. Miss Gretchen came up to me during the one of the crusade I think it was like the first crusade night and she said, Miss Hill's here. I said, Where's she at? Uh-huh. Like I was gonna meet her. I, I was so overjoyed to meet her and it was such a blessing. Do you know how long to meet her she's and her been, daughter.
1: been one of our listeners? Um For a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh Miss Denise, you'd have to give me again, it's been a long time. I don't remember how How did name. she
1: hear about Box T. You know um
0: That I'm not for sure not for exactly. Sure. I know she was um, she has been a faithful part of the family for a uh, for a while now, That's and awesome. it's, she's always been a blessing.
1: It's awesome she got to come meet everybody.
0: And then Jason Lee said he volunteers for the baby Jesus row. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, Cloud was trying to volunteer, so maybe we could let him be like the older. He's not a toddler though.
0: <laughs> no, but he acts like one. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he wanted to be it so bad. He's a sheep, and we asked him like we were trying to let see if every little kid remembered what they were so that they know you know where yeah. to go and stuff and we said okay cloud what are you this wasn't last night this was you know towards the beginning of the practices so now in church he knew what to say but in the beginning he said baby jesus <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to
0: be baby. he did say last he night said, no, you're, no, church. Cloud, well, you're a sheep <laughs>
2: my baby girl she's gonna be
0: a donkey <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> All right. Um, weather today is going to be a high of fifty-eight and a low of forty-one with rain moving into somewhere between this evening and it looks like it's going to stick around all day tomorrow. Verse of the day: Second Timothy 2, two Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Quote of the day: We are told to let our light shine, and if it does, we won't need to tell anybody it does. Lighthouses don't fire cannons to call attention to their shining; they just shine. Dwight L. Moody. I love That's that good. one. I think I'll read it again. We are told to let our light shine, and if it does, we won't need to tell anybody it does. Lighthouses don't fire cannons to call attention to their shining. They just shine. And then Brother Greg is so excited. He said he hasn't slept <laughs> for our guest today. George Witten's <laughs> going to be back on us with yeah. us this morning around 830. He's going to be able to call him. Um uh,
2: I told you to tell him to call it seven. Well, I
0: know. Yeah, I mean, know.
2: I, I mean, it'd be a quick two hours. He'd be over <laughs> in no
0: time. That'll be the easiest two hours I ever done. <laughs> and so he can he can um, he's he has so much knowledge and wisdom yeah. and revelation on it that you just say hello.
2: Well what I like And then bye. you know, is that you know, he's he has the the word of knowledge mm-hmm. and also he sees what's going on over there, you know. I mean so he it's like uh I don't know. I mean, it. you know, we hear what's going on, but he sees, uh, you know, his, he's got eyes there. I, however that works for him, I don't yeah. know uh, the details or whatever. But any which way, he's very in the, the now over yep. there, what's going on, what's taking place other than what we hear. You know, sometimes what we hear is not really what's taking going place. On. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: It's a blessing to have um, him as a connection on here mm-hmm. and, and a resource. Yeah firsthand
0: all right and miss gail reminded me um that we cannot forget the um christmas parade this um this friday right i don't know i think it's this friday it
1: friday or saturday i can't remember
0: i think it's friday night and uh, she said it starts at four um and so that would be that's a. I know my wife said it. She's walking with her bank, and so Saturday at four, and I don't know. I don't know if I'm driving or not. They haven't told me.
1: Oh yeah, Saturday.
0: It's at four. The, the internet's not right. They the saying, saying that's ten o'clock at night. That's not true. Italy, yeah, Litchfield. Oh, four okay. o'clock. Yeah.
1: Facebook for some reason is saying
0: ten o'clock. Ten
1: a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: don't think that's right. That's um, usually. That's usually about. I know one it's time, usually it? when well, they, they would have one. They yeah. stopped doing it in the mornings. They do it in the evenings so that people can light their floats up.
1: Oh, now I see it. Okay. 4 p.m.
0: Yeah. Um, new m-
1: time. It says New Time, new time. on here. <laughs> they changed it. Right. Um,
0: I began listening. This is Miss Hill. As I was doing home visits in Grayson County, I said, God always knew what I needed to hear between the visits. Is it was a song or a word? Actually, a patient of mine introduced me to it, Norman Cave. It's been over 20 years. How cool is that, Brother Norman? Mm-hmm. Um, we miss him tremendously, and um, I knew that she had started listening while she was doing home visits, but I'm not for sure if I knew it was Norman Cape who told her about it that's awesome. and got her listening, and um, so that's just awesome. I love to hear stories like that and how long Box 2 Ray's been in with somebody, which then would have been known as WBFI, yes, where man. believers find inspiration. So that's still our legal call name. So when we do business, it's as WBFI, but because we have three different signals and the online presence now, we... Created the Box 2 Radio Network to cover all those. So mm-hmm. 91 is WBFK, um, 91.5 is WBFI, and 98.3 is a translator station of 91.5. So that's WBFI as well. But it's all under the Box 2 Radio Network. So, alrighty, <clears throat> we're in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 11, talking about the order of Melchizedek. We talked yesterday about, about how Christ is a kingdom priest after the order of Melchizedek, and so now we're going to talk more about this order. Therefore, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the law rece- the people received a law, what further need was there than another priest should arise according to the order of Melchizedek and not be called according to the order of Aaron? Which I think is a, f- a very important topic to talk about <laughs> concerning Christ coming as our high priest, because he didn't come from the order of Leviticus. The levitical order he didn't come from the order of aaron he came from the order of melchizedek which means you know he was a peculiar case
2: uh, how far did you all get into it so uh, melchizedek you know it's he was the king of salem yes and uh, he had no uh
0: beginning of days beginning, no end of days yeah no, no parents, lineage no
2: lineage anything and uh you know and salem uh, uh, means peace yep so he was a king of peace and melchizedek so milk is uh, m-e-l-c-h milk that's uh, translates to king mm-hmm. and then as is righteousness righteousness or lord or whatever so mm-hmm. king of peace king of kings and lord of lords. so uh you know i look at this as uh christ himself and and put that in today's perspective okay so uh, uh, ta- uh after the call not be called after the order of aaron and you talk about this a lot you know so uh talking about your fig and religion so uh-huh. uh aaron the he represents the law all right so and what that does what the law does is reveals uh, it is uh, basically a list of symptoms. <laughs> that's what the law is. If you're doing this, you have something wrong. And Christ is the cure for those symptoms. You know, the, the law was there to show us that we needed a Savior. You know, to show us that, that we couldn't do it on ourselves. It was there to reveal to us the impurities that's in us. And Christ come to remove those impurities in us to, so that the law is fulfilled in us through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and this this is why uh, you know it's it's one thing to have religion and I'll go back to Saul of Tarsus you know he knew the word upside down and backwards I say this you all heard me say this a lot you know he knew what the word said he had all the religion he was a Pharisee of Pharisees he says but he didn't have Jesus mm-hmm. until Jesus comes that's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that okay that, that's what I got.
1: What verse are we in now?
2: That was verse 11. Yeah, oh, we're in verse 11. 11. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, there is a ton to do with Melchizedek. I don't even know if we've really scratched the surface on it.
1: I know. I feel it's so deep.
0: Um, But I, I am looking into more on whether I want to hang my hat on Christophany or he was a real person. Because I see arguments on both sides. And I don't know yet. I'll just be honest with my you. My Bible
1: well, claims the other side. Well, What other I, side? Uh, that he was of I have
0: no other side I'm not on a side
1: (laughs) (laughs) that he was a real person but not Jesus
0: yeah well
2: uh, but
1: I I lean more towards the Jesus because of all the language that
2: well it says that Abraham uh, give a tenth to this guy you know a tenth of his bulls went to Melchizedek so uh, you know whenever I pay my tithes I'm not paying my tithes to my church you see what I'm saying there? You know, I'm paying my tithes to the Lord, and wherever it goes is where it goes, you know. Yeah. Uh, but 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 if you
0: look at the order of Aaron, the Old Testament saints, they were given to the temple. Like mm-hmm. they were specifically giving to the priest. Yeah, And that talks about that. So, like, because I think with us in the New Testament, there is a difference in the sense of we feel that we're giving straight to the Lord. I think a lot of times in the Old Testament, they just felt like they were giving to the priest. I don't yep. think they had a conceptualization of what it was to be given cheerfully.
2: But uh, so let's go back this way. Uh, it was imputed to who, under Abraham righteousness because uh-huh. of he believed his faith. Right. Yep. All right. So he was given to this guy all right, b- because he believed God. Uh-huh. So in order for him to believe God, God have to tell him, <laughs> hey, give this to this guy. How else are you going to believe if one doesn't hear? Right. hmm. So this and uh Aaron and them come till later on after the bondage is that right after Jacob and uh, went to Egypt then they fell under bondage they they become bo- yeah. uh, slaves to their blessing
0: yeah they haven't then i mean the tabernacle yeah. didn't come till after yeah. the deliverance yeah
2: so uh for me this is this is faith and God, Melchizedek, whether he's a real guy walking around, whether he's a Christophany, whatever, whichever side that you know, however it is you believe it, it all boils down to trusting and having faith in God and God alone, and doing what God will have you do, and let, having His your ear that, towards Him.
0: Hmm. Um. Interesting stuff. I know that um, Brother Wells pointed something out the other day that was as i just wish i had a side i don't like not having a side i feel like i'm a, i'm an orphan in this thing i need a I need a side um but he pointed out that up up above it was like when it talked about melchizedek and without father without mother but made like the son of man mm-hmm. there that can be a challenging thought because what um whatever the three boys was in the the fire it does say there was one like, like the, son the son of man. Of man yep. So does he say that it's likened unto him or, you know, was he comparing him to him?
2: Well, so, it had to be likened because the son of man, his time had not yet come. Yeah. Yeah. So it had to be likened. To him. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So it was, it was, you know, just like, uh, I mean, let, I mean, he can be all places at one time or he could be, you know, I don't want to put God in a box you know if
1: uh yeah jacob and i over the break uh talked about that how this would you know that language could have been because it was before his time Mm -hmm.
0: but the this is the this is like where bible study gets really fun and adventurous because it could mean either yeah like that's the that's the hard thing sometimes about studying and yeah
2: um and here's here's a way that maybe he could help somebody understand if, if they was wrestling with this. Maybe this person was Christ like. You know what I'm saying? As the Son of Man. So this guy uh was just full of the Lord and, and just served the Lord continually and just constantly, you know, maybe that, you know, Christ, maybe they could look at it as Christ like if that helps you understand. But regardless, one way or the other, he had prominence there he was a king of salem and and abraham give a tenth to this guy Mm -hmm. so uh, abraham was very wealthy and and i'm not sure but i don't think abraham lived in his providence is that right
0: did abraham was Not abraham for from what we can gather because yeah. he was coming home from the war exactly with the he, spoils yeah
2: he had just took the spoils when they they captured lot and kidnapped or whatever he just went and rescued his yeah. nephew and he's coming back and then the, here comes this king and he give so i you know for me uh I, I i guess i'm different because i uh i don't uh it doesn't bother me that i don't have it like, you know, nailed down. I just know that the basis of this is trusting in the Lord and doing what he'd have you to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he'll straighten it all out later. But I definitely
0: haven't, I haven't left no sleep. I've yeah. lost no sleep over it. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but I will say, like, a lot of times throughout the Old Testament, I don't really question the question of was it a Christ offering or not. So, yeah. like, the three Hebrew boys, I believe Christ was in there with them. I yeah. believe that... Um, whenever Abraham was with the three angels, and the one angel, of the Lord stood behind, the, other, the three angels went to Lot. I mean, went to um, Sodom and Gomorrah. I believe the one that stayed behind was a Christophany. I believe Abraham was talking to Christ Himself.
2: Jacob, uh, <clears throat> I, with, a with I believe it was
0: Christ the Lord. Yep. Some reason Melchizedek the one I can't get settled on, okay. and I, I don't really I don't I don't know why. Like it's unsettling. Yeah. Um, I used to pretty much be without hesitation, like yeah, Christophany. But for like the last two or three years, whenever I think or study about Melchizedek, it's just, I don't know. Like yeah. I, And I'm not like, I don't lose no sleep over it. Like I am not letting it like torment me or anything like yeah. that. But I, I just can't get settled on it. Like yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, um, yeah. and it's, and so, and, because I don't want to insert what it means to me. I want it to, in, what's, what's the scripture yeah. really telling me? And, and, that's,
2: and I guess that's what I was trying to describe. I just don't know how to say the things that you say. <laughs> Like, I don't. I, I don't know I don't what I say either. I, I don't <laughs> guess that I am like settled on it, you know, whether it's Christ or not Christ. I just know that what the what the name represents and what the, the meaning of the town yeah. he's in. So I just take that as as what yeah. for that, and then I just you
0: know. Yeah, I understand so the I weightiness I'm, and the significance of them. Yeah, is that fair? Like I think yeah, we can both so, agree with that. Like, yeah,
2: and I, so I guess I'm with you then. Yeah. I don't guess
0: I'm set. I yeah. just.
1: And yeah. Christ had to have something to do with it, even if it's not him. Yeah. He oh, yeah. had to have something to do with it.
0: Yeah. The the most important thing about when you talk about the order of Melchizedek, shouldn't be was it a Christ offering or not. The most important thing is the fact that Christ came as our high priest, not from the Levitical order. Yeah. And that's what the writer of Hebrews is trying to get. He didn't come from the order of Aaron. He came from the order of Melchizedek, yeah. and, which means that he was king priest and, and a prophet. He, he operated all three.
2: So let me go back to – because i got to kind of well, get
0: off, too. I, I've got to go back to break, and then we'll, we'll come finish this because we didn't get much time. We're going to come back from break because um, we got to give a trivia answer because somebody was generous enough to donate these two adult tickets and three kids, and we got to make sure they get the opportunity to get their name in for this drawing. So Thursday question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. What did Jesus do when he healed the man from Decapolis For that was death and had a speech impediment. What did Jesus do when he healed the man from Decapolis? Is that how you say that? That's how I would say it. That sounds good to me. That was death and had a speech impediment. 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after King of Country plays the Little Drummer Boy. All right, we are back in here on this beautiful, beautiful November 30th, 2023. I'm reaching over for my paper. I got an answer for the first trivia question. Who, what did Jesus do when he healed the man from, how'd you say it, Greg? You said it one way. It sounded really good when you said it. Oh, Decapitalist. Decapitalist? See, I like that. I like that pronunciation. But when I was in college, D-E-C-A was Deca. Decapolis, not decapolis. decapolis. Not
2: Decapolis.
0: All right, Decapolis. Yeah. All right. That was death and had a speech impediment. impediment. He put his fingers in his ears and he spit and touched his tongue. Mark seven thirty three. Miss Lisa Ashbaugh got it correct. We were talking about Greek and Hebrew during the break, and I was like, I need to learn the English first. Um, I'm still learning this language. 36 years of speaking, and I still can't do it right. And so <clears throat> it's just um, – I had also Jason Lee text in and said, Is it safe to assume any time in the Old Testament it says the Lord it is referring to Jesus? So when he says Lord, it is Adonai. Here's the thing a lot of times with Adonai is that it can relate to Jesus if it's capitalized, but it also can relate to other people if it's not capitalized. I think the thing that has to be recognized is the capitalization of the L at the beginning of the word, L, Lord, or if it's lowercase. For example, they would call David my Lord. So, um, and it wasn't uncommon for wives to call their husbands, my Lord, back then. And so I think a lot of times it's, it's really contingent upon the, the letter. And is it capitalized or is it not capitalized? And I feel like the times it is capitalized, it's talking about the one Adonai. And when it's not, it's talking about a lower grade. And he, you can do the same thing with the word gods or God, because there is some t- parts in the Old Testament where he said in Psalms, he is the God of gods. So he is the el the Elohim of Elohim. And so... What
1: about Yahweh?
0: Well, Yahweh was not a word that was actually used in the Old Testament. It was Yehovah. And so Yehovah was the Hebrew name for God. So we translate that in the English into to Yahweh. Yehovah. But Yehovah, or Yah, was written in the Old Testament because they wouldn't really write vowels out. So Yehovah is actually translated into Hebrew better, I guess you could say... Uh, it's breathe. It's like it's almost just, just your breath. breath. Yeah, it's Yahava. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. life.
2: You inhale and exhale. <clears throat> and
0: important. so, um, like Jehovah was never a biblical term for God. Mm-hmm. Jehovah is a recent term, but it's it's translated from the word Yahweh. Um, so Jehovah is more of an Americanized <coughs> version of Yahweh. Now, <clears throat> um, I like to say God the Father when we say Him. It's Yahweh or Yehovah. Um Jesus would have been. Yashua Yash- Ya- Yamashia, is that right? Greg.
2: don't, don't you have to talk to Renee
0: Alderburn about that? Alderburn. Yeah. I can't believe I said all I don't know why. I, I don't know her name. I can't believe I messed that up earlier.
2: But she has all that uh, man I love listening to her teaching. Yeah. I mean, it's me I, I learn so much,
0: you know. Yeah. yeah. Um <clears throat> so, uh, but I do think it's I think it's a lot for me about the letter is it capitalized yeah. or not capitalized? Because there is parts where it would say, my Lord, and it wasn't talking about Jesus. Yeah. It was talking about David.
2: Well, back to the Hebrews, what I was going to say for a break. Hebrew
0: language or Hebrew the book? The Hebrew
2: the book. Okay. All right, so Melchizedek and the order of Aaron the order of Melchizedek. So the order of Melchizedek, in my understanding, is the order of faith. Okay. And the order of Aaron is the order of the law. And Jesus fulfilled the law. Through faith you're saved, not by works, lest any man should boast. So before, you know, they thought that they had to do all these things and live all this way. But remember, like you said, it's not the things that you do. It's the why that you're doing them. You know, the the Lord come to correct the source of the things that you're doing from the inside. He cleans us up from the inside. And this order of Melchizedek is a faith, is is re- referring to having Faith and trust in the Lord, and in the order of Aaron would be your works and the things yeah. of that nature. Is what the Hebrews is trying to say. The writer of Hebrews, I believe, is trying to explain to the readers right here.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important too to realize. And people really freak out when you say this, but I think if if you take a deep breath and let me finish before you freak out on me and said the order of Aaron was inferior to the order of melchizedek the order of melchizedek supersedes the order of aaron it was yep. mm-hmm. predated it come before yep. people when i think people say when i th- i think sometimes i've got feedback from that and i've heard feedback from other people on this discussion that well god ordained the order of aaron yes he did for the law to show us a school master mm-hmm. but the law never really explained it it was never called the king of priests Peace. Well, uh king of 12? Uh, let's go there. You can read it.
1: For the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law.
0: Mm-hmm. For he of whom these things are spoken belongs to an another tribe for which no man has officiated at the altar. And so he's saying that there's been a change here. And that the order of Aaron was necessary to minister and priest before the Lord in the temple. But the law, the bondwoman, was only there to be a schoolmaster, never the deliverer. The law can never save you. The law can never redeem you. There was a greater priesthood that's coming. And this priesthood is one that we can't control that we can't dictate, that we don't know where it's coming from, that we don't see where it's coming from. I think this is a significant thing about him not having a mother and a father, and there's no lineage, there's no um, beginning of days and end of days. Melchizedek's not tied to generational curses. He's not Mm -hmm. tied to generational Mm -hmm. things. He just popped out of nowhere and said, this is the king of Salem. And Abraham paid tithes, And it even said that through Abraham paying tithes. Now, Levites were paying tithes to Melchizedek through the loins because he was, they were in the loins of Abraham when he paid tithes. So, I think this is just telling us, it's like, it's almost, now, I want to be cautious here. So, I'm, I'm throwing this out very carefully because I don't want this to be misconstrued and take off in the way it shouldn't be. It's like whenever he said, it's like the wind you don't get to control it you don't get to dictate it you don't get to tell where it's going to go what's he talking about there the holy spirit and giving new hearts and giving new lives and it's like the wind we don't know where it's coming we don't know where it's going we just know it's been here this is kind of like this priesthood we can't really tech, we can't control it because we don't know where it come from we can't control it because we don't know what's going he is the supreme priest he is the high priest there's no one like him the order of aaron could be controlled. The order of Aaron could be dictated. The order of Aaron was manipulated. They had become corrupt. They had done all of these things as Levitical priesthood. Order of Melchizedek never been. There was no ending of days and there's no beginning of days. There's no lineage to try to dictate and control. It was the king of peace and a king priest before the Lord. It was everything wrapped up into one. And I think that's what's so significant. I think that's what the writer of Hebrews is trying to get us to realize. You can't control Christ. And really I think I think it's so I think it's awesome that John the Baptist was the transitional one into this because John the Baptist was judicially lineally. I don't even know if it's a word, but I used it, praise mm-hmm. the Lord. <laughs> I'm creating English words today. Uh Wait, what'd you say? Liter lineage lineage. When I do don't think it's a word, word, but I love that in my head. Yeah. Um, but my pastor does that all the time. <clears throat> and so, it. but but he was like he was in successional order to become high priest, mm-hmm. and instead yeah. he went out there to the desert because I think even him was getting a taste of what it was like not to be under the order of Aaron.
2: You know, and here's the thing uh, that just kind of speaks to me because he was the one that was called by God to to be the high priest. And uh, the world is the ones that had the people in place that were setting in the priesthood, mm-hmm. the, and I'm going to say that that was the man's priesthood. Yep, and and he was setting in the Lord's priesthood, and it had to be that way because it's already spoken that way. Mm-hmm. He's the one in the wilderness, crying in the wilderness, make making straight the That's way right. of the Lord. So. You know, the world will have us think one way and have us see it one way, but the Lord's always somewhere different, you know, and usually mm-hmm. it's just right the opposite of what the world is most of the time.
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's good. But, you know, I don't really think we too often think of, when we talk about the Order of Melchizedek and the Order of Aaron, we usually just pass it over. Yeah, it, like, it is very mm-hmm. easy to do. But there's so much richness in it. It's saying he's he's coming from a superior superseding priesthood
2: and my view what I what I look at that because you've heard me say this is you know I read this for for uh you know because he's a right now god yeah he was then yeah he is to come yeah, but he's right now as well and this is a right now message as well you know everything we read if we have ears to hear and eyes to see is a right now message and this right now is telling us that our faith is not in the things of this world our faith is in god you know uh the the uh priesthood of aaron you know of the law was was just you know don't do this don't do that don't do this you know it was just a a schoolmaster to tell us whereas melchizedek there's no beginning no end it's just faith
1: I, mm-hmm. believe, yeah. I believe. I yeah.
2: believe. Okay, you you don't know who I don't know where you come from. I don't know where you're going. I don't know. I don't know anything about you. But here's everything that I have. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean.
1: <laughs> and did they really have peace in the other priesthood, in, or in the order of Aaron? Aaron. Yeah. There was
0: no peace. There really wasn't a peace because it was religion never produces oh, peace. Exactly. Wait, move.
2: Well, we got to we got to slow down because. We got uh, we don't want to say that because uh, the Psalms of David, he says, you uh, because of your law, I find my rest in your law. And I, I'm, I'm not saying mm-hmm. it right. I'm not saying it the way he said, it, but the his word cleaned him, you know, uh, cleaned him up. I don't know how to what I'm trying to say here, but he prays. The law, God's law, because he saw that it was so good, you know. Yeah. And but but it now let's but, it. but let's it dive teaching. a little farther but on it, that.
1: But David had a different type. David had a close relationship with the Lord too.
2: And that's the Melchizedek part
1: of that i getting. Yeah, that's right. the yeah, reason that's why, the why he Melchized- had that piece. Yeah, yeah. But it but wasn't it, the law, and it's the way it was right. structured. But it just
0: yeah. three or four chapters though, we're going to learn, regardless of how great the men and women of the Old Testament were. Yeah. What did he rebuke? What did he, what was the indictment? Even though they had great faith, they never entered into the rest. 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 Yep.
1: Yeah. That and that's true. the kind of peace I'm talking about yeah. is the rest. And so whenever it's saying the king of Salem, the king of peace, peace. yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Like this is this new thing. This that's is coming. that right now word. Yeah. yeah right. This is yeah. the thing that makes this order the, what, yeah. the, nece- the necessity in verse 12. There is made a necessity of a change of the law.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the law could only show us, yeah, it was it was only a schoolmaster; yeah. it could teach us, but it took Christ coming to change us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um,
1: we need both. We, I mean, it never says throw everything away. Oh no, it's the fulfillment. The fulfillment, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It fulfills it, so the
2: law's there to show us so that uh, the the spirit can reveal the the sin that's in us. Yeah. So how can it reveal sin in us if we didn't know what the sin was? So there's the law. Because if the law got thrown away, then
1: we would just be... Sin would be nothing to us. Yeah. You know, like we wouldn't know the depth. We wouldn't know what sin can do. Yeah. The damage it can do. Yeah. 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 But this has been very edifying because the order of Melchizedek, I'm going to be honest, before we started doing this study, I really didn't understand it. Like I knew... Mm -hmm. I knew the story, but I didn't understand the significance of it.
2: Well, I want a disclaimer here. I'm not going to say that I fully understand it myself.
1: I don't fully. Okay, I don't. I don't fully. I'm done said yeah. I didn't.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I don't
1: fully I don't, understand it, but yeah. like I didn't. You have a better. I didn't yeah. understand the principle and the yeah. significance of it. Like we've yeah. kind of got into we're it. We're grasping for it now. Yeah, like yeah. we're yeah. we're
0: getting a grasp on it. And yeah. um, the thing I'm really unsettled about is. Just, Whether it's Jesus or not. Yeah, and yeah. at the end of the day, that really is not that big of a deal for me in this passage. I'm going to
2: say this. I'm going to say it was Jesus because Jesus is <laughs> the Word made flesh, and he's in the Word.
3: So,
1: <laughs> <there you go. laughs> Jesus um, had his hand on it. Yeah. Like something that yes, Ethan sure. texted and said sure. something. He said, um, at the very least, he was Christ-like. Yeah. So regardless if it was Christ himself, I mean... We're called to be Christ like. Yeah, G- you know, like G- Jesus had His hand in this. The Lord had His hand in this. Yeah, so that's the most important yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, whether it was a Christophany or not, like He was Christ like, and I would even push a little farther. It was definitely a hundred percent a shadow. Yeah, a yeah. hundred, a hundred percent. It was a shadow yeah. of the things to come at Cause, the very least.
1: Because it wouldn't mention Christ so much with Him. Yes, if yeah. it wasn't.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like this. I. I firmly believe that there is a ton of shadows in the Old Testament that get brightened up, and it, and it shadows what's coming to, yeah. to, to, in the New Testament, under the New Covenant, what Christ is going to fulfill, what Christ is going to do. Um, you know, even um, well, me and Craig will see this one wrong, so I don't want to. No, go ahead. It's uh, fine. It's e- fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, even Enoch. I see Enoch a shadow of the rapture. I would, personally, because Enoch walked with God, then he just wasn't. Like we don't have Elijah Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind of fire. I think like Elisha and Enoch are separate for me in the Old Testament because it doesn't really seem like they die per se like we do. Moses died. Like Moses died. Now the peculiar thing about this was Moses and Elijah was the one on the Mount Transfiguration. Not Elijah and Enoch. So somehow Moses is... Now we're just opening up in a whole nother can that I don't know how to explain because yeah. it is it gets very difficult and when well, you start to really think scripturally about everything.
2: Yeah. Well let's uh can I switch gears a little bit? Are you talking about the shadows and all this stuff? Uh huh. Uh uh can I can I share uh something the Lord has showed me uh, in the past and you all may even know about it and it's have we got time?
0: Two or three minutes? Two minutes.
2: Okay, I'll see if I can make it quick. Uh, <laughs> the
0: uh greg said i'll take the challenge all uh, right
2: so <laughs>
1: timer's <is> starting <laughs> when
2: abraham sent his servant to find the bride uh-huh for isaac uh-huh the lord showed me that's the father the holy spirit and the son and us so the father sends his servant to the bride and he he with him he sends gifts he gets camel loads of All the gifts that she's going to need and all the things to bring her back to the son, which she's never seen. So he sends his servant after the bride. The bride hears the servant, responds to the servant, denies her family, and goes with the servant, not seeing the son. Am I y'all picking up on this right here? Mm -hmm. So,
1: wait, who's the servant? The Holy Spirit?
2: Yeah, that's representative of the Holy Spirit drawing us. You know, and then us being a bride and the Holy Spirit. We've never seen Jesus, but the Spirit has drawn us and the Spirit has given us gifts. You know, all these different gifts by the same Spirit, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, which is leading us back to the son. the son. And when she saw the son, she knew who he was. By the time she got there, he didn't have to hate. The servant didn't have to say, OK, so this is him right here. She knew him and she ran to him. -hmm. Wow, you know what I'm saying? That's that's us right now. When I see Jesus, I don't know what he looks like right now, but whenever I'm standing, I'm going to know, and I'm—I mean, I'm going to run. Yeah, and uh I don't know. I I see in all these books, you know, these historical accounts, you know, the Lord is in there, and Mm -hmm. he's—he's explaining all these things. He's foreshadowing so
1: many things. Yeah,
2: Yeah, Yeah. and all these things, if we have eyes
0: to see. Yeah, that's good. Um. Brother Jason said, I definitely think, didn't think much about Melchizedek in Genesis or Hebrews. Anytime I've read it, very enlightening, leaning towards Christ. I love it. I love that. And um, I used to just read over Melchizedek, too, and, until I'm trying to slow down and say there's something I, significant here.
2: I tell you, uh, I learned it from Brother Ron is whenever I first found the significance of it. Yeah. He talked about it on a Bible Breakfast Club. And then then I, you know, that's, that's where... Yeah. Uh,
0: Go ahead, um you know and we talking about I do love how the Old Testament shadows things and so many times and it just shows us forward thinking like even for me I've always got a lot out of the story of Abraham when lot was captured and Abraham gathers a 300 men and goes into the enemy's camp and takes back lot and all the possessions and takes all the enemy stuff and takes it home too I saw that always as really what the church is called to do an intercession and when somebody falls. Yeah. Because a lot had freely walked away from Abraham. Yeah. Abraham didn't really kick him out. Lot walked away and said, I'll go over here. And Lot got himself into issues and troubles, yet Christ never lets us go. Yeah. And he comes and takes us, and he rips us out of the kingdom of darkness, and he'll put us. And I just see there's always stuff like that that shines so brightly. Now, mm-hmm. was there a real story of Abraham and Lot? Yes. Yes. Like, well, it was a real story. Yeah. But these things shadow and show us and point and eliminate things. And Christ is on every page if we let him. Yep. And so, good stuff. Uh, Thursday question number two. We're going to take our heartbreak. Sponsored by um, Higden Land Surveying. What did Elisha's servant see after Elisha prayed that his eyes would be open? What did Elisha's servant see after Elisha's? prayed that his eyes would be open. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Welcome back in. We have an answer on this trivia question. Um, I think that they asked to stay anonymous, though. (laughs) I've never had that happen before on a trivia question, but they asked to stay anonymous because... I'll be honest with you, if they win, they want to donate to a different group. So they want to stay anonymous because they don't want this group to know who won and donated. So whenever I okay. whenever I draw in two weeks, not this Friday but next, I'll just put anonymous in there. And I'll know who it was, and then I'll know who it goes to if it wins. So, okay. Unless so. that's another anonymous. You have to go anonymous one and anonymous two.
1: <laughs> and you have to have a paper with the...
0: With oh. the <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's like It One and It Two from <laughs> Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I'm so confused now. No, All right. Man. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, what a wonderful discussion, though, we've had so far. And that answer to that trivia question, though, what did happen to Elisha's servant? His eyes opened. He saw an encampment of angels. He saw the army. Because he was saying, there's more of them than us. And Elisha said, open his eyes, Lord. Yeah. And he was able to see that there's more of us than there are of them.
2: And that's, and, you know, that's something, that's what, that's what we were to do. We are made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So we want to share what the Lord has done with us to open the eyes of someone who may be with us. Mm-hmm. You know, as, so that they can see that the Lord is for them as well. And and give them strength through whatever it is that they're this big, impossible army that they may be facing.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know why I started thinking of that. (laughs) Is it a hymn? I saw the light.
0: Uh yeah, Mm -hmm. I saw the light. That's one of the I saw the light.
1: (laughs) That's one of the only hymns that I know. (laughs) We're gonna have to sing it for Jason or something.
2: I thought he's gonna go on and just (laughs) sing the whole thing. I will. I will.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, once in darkness, always in. L- I yeah, I can sing that. We could do <laughs> that. I know a bunch of. I love hymns. Um,
1: I just didn't grow up that way, but yeah. over the years, I've collected a few of them. Oh, I love in them. different <laughs> settings that I've learned. About. I
2: I do <laughs> I do like the hymns too, and uh, uh, one thing, you know, uh, well, yeah, I like the hymns, but I like the contemporary the the stuff too because it speaks to. It speaks to the trials and the troubles that I've faced and went through, you know, whereas a lot of the hymns talk about when we get there, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're great, you know, talk about when we get there, you know, but I need some right now stuff to help me through what I'm facing right now. You know,
0: hymns are predominantly written for theology because when hymns were really big back in the late 1800s, reading was not always that great. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, one of the greatest ways you can learn theology is to sing theology, a song, yeah. And so hymns are actually meant for theology, oh, and didn't know um, that. and so it was a way of learning, and it was a way of singing, and because um, a lot of people really up until recent history couldn't read. I mean, yeah. a, a lot of people, and I'm I'm talking as recently as like 1940, 1950. Oh, um, yeah, you uh, know, and I it's know. I know people, and yeah. so and and the way they taught the bible was through hymns yeah wow. and then um and then sometimes you know it was hymns to me more like southern gospel i, I cut my teeth on southern gospel growing up and they minister to you mm-hmm. the thing about worship songs i think they minister to god so mm-hmm. I think you just have a difference, and you. Okay, I, I think that. I think it's unfair to make one line up with the other because they do different things. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think we have to appreciate everything in their proper place. And
2: that's and that's what I was saying. I that's that's that I wasn't running. I didn't want to. No, I know you. Yeah. Okay. I well, was I, just, no, I do no, think no. there's yeah.
1: a lot of contemporary that still ministers to people too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the, like the raw worship that's just ministering yeah. straight yeah. to the yeah. Lord. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I mean, and I think there's different kinds of songs. I think there's different Mm -hmm. kind of things, and I think all of them have a place. Yes, and I I think that's the beautiful thing. Yeah, is all of them have a place, and because
2: uh, we're all we all make up the body. mm -hmm. You know, we all can't be the hands, and we all can't be the feet. We all can't. We all make up the body. So there's 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 parts for all of us. You know that that we all. Have to come into and
1: and the Lord will give me songs sometimes and they'll be different like that like mm-hmm. they might be just for me and the Lord like just a yep. special song or it might be something that's more prophetic yep. like speaking to for the body of Christ or something yep. and then some are just Lord you're so good you're so good you're so <laughs> yeah, good you yep. know just praising yep. Him so no. it's good
0: yep <clears throat> um let me see here just kind of get caught up one listener sitting in the lyrics living below in this old sinful world hardly a comfort can afford where could i go but to the lord you remember those lyrics remember those two i I will say the hymns are catchy (laughs) yeah yeah
1: now for some reason i I guess because i didn't grow up in the rhythm like there's a certain rhythm to them you know and sometimes i have to like Learn to get in that rhythm because yeah, when you so, didn't grow up in it, you have to kind of yeah. try.
2: And Danny Miller does the same thing uh, when we play because he, he loves old hymns, but yeah. he grew, like what you're saying, he's like, Man, I just don't know the rhythm the yeah You got to get and, in and that, that little groove. And see, it too. now I, whenever I play the guitar, that's whenever I was learning. So I'm stuck in that old rhythm and yeah. I can't play the new stuff because I'm still stuck <laughs> in that old rhythm. I do so, know so, the you know, difference. <laughs> I do know the difference.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, there is a lot of richness in old hymns of, yeah. well, even like some of the, um, like Victory in Jesus, is it'll always be one of my favorite songs. Oh, I man. don't know why I love that song. Um, and then they've, I like it when we take old hymns and kind of put the fresh yeah. slant to it. I like that too. Um, I like
1: that, uh, have a little talk with Jesus. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, so the, the latest one that uh, was, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Yeah. So uh, again, uh, I don't want to put Danny on a another, but he's the guy. So <laughs> he's he's the one who sings it. But he done it, and uh, and he didn't change the words at all. He just changed. Uh, he done his version of the song, so it's still along. You know, he didn't change the song at all, what whatsoever. He just had to sing it. He to just sung, to sung it different. Rhythm. Yeah, well, and and it's still even the same style. I don't know. He just he to me, it made it more real for me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, I I just made it even more because I used to sing it, or I didn't use to sing. It. <laughs> Let me t-
0: take that. Could you back. do that for us right now? No. Uh, <laughs> oh.
2: Any which way, the the original version. You know, whenever I was, uh, that was one of the hymns that really spoke to me. Whenever I was born again, because, you know, I didn't at that time I didn't have contemporary music. to Listen to all I had was the old hymns and and stuff like that. And I didn't know nothing. I still but that song right there, I can't even walk without, you you know, I thought number one was surely be me, you know, and, and I thought of myself as a mighty big man, you know, that's, that was, that was just speaking of me back in the, you know, before I was born again. And I realized, Hey, the Lord called me and I said, who are you Lord? And he showed me and, and I found out how small I was and how yeah. I can't even do this without him.
3: Yeah.
2: And uh, yeah, but in which way, but. With that, you know, he couldn't get the strumming pattern down. So he'd done what he could do, and it turned out amazing. And I'm like, don't change it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so.
0: Well, no. we're going to answer our first. We're going to get one Bible question in the day. Oh, sorry. Um, and Miss Gail said, though, if you want rhythm, listen to the Mississippi Mass Choir. <laughs> um, but no, I, I love some old songs. Um, Jesus on the main line, tell them what you want. Yeah, that All right. good. I love that one. Uh, okay, I
1: guess I do know a, a, a little yeah. bit. Well, that's not a hymn. Oh, okay. there's
0: a difference between old songs and hymns.
1: Okay, uh, then I probably know uh, more old songs. You probably know a little but bit older the songs. The ones in the hymn books are the ones I don't know as yeah. much. Usually, um,
0: the the moles or bluebells. Uh, yeah.
1: Like Ethan knows a bunch of them because that's what he grew up with. Yeah. The church he yeah. went to, and he will sing them sometimes in his family. And I'm like, I've never heard this. Yeah, <laughs> there was one. It's like uh, in the Wildwood... Well, let's
0: just let's just get this out here. There again, a lot of these is written for the purpose of learning theology and mm-hmm. teaching the Bible to a group of people that always couldn't read it. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not trying to be mean. It's just yeah, there was a that's lot of what it is. It really yeah. was a lot in areas, mm-hmm. um, and there is some theology in these songs I don't agree with. Yeah. So like, I'll fly away. I'm not singing. Just a few more weary days. No. Even if we face trials, we're to count it all joy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to say just a few more glorious and days. That,
2: you know, and that's just for, that's with any song. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's yep. in, in all the music. You know, that, that goes across to all the spectrums. You're yeah. Gonna have, yeah. I'm with you on that.
0: Yeah. So um, let's do this. Number one, can I receive gifts at request, talking about the gifts of the Spirit, or does the Lord and his sovereignty choose which to give us? Well, all right. I'm going to go get some breakfast. What
1: does Paul uh-huh. say? Paul says about the gifts to desire them, right? Mm-hmm. It says to desire them, yeah. Uh, to
0: desire them.
2: Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> let me read that question one more time. Make sure it's, <laughs> I got it. It's you. a toughie. I, it I do was. think it's a
0: toughie.
2: You, you know, my thing is it says if you lack
0: mm-hmm. wisdom,
2: Ask the Lord to gives you liberally. So, you know, I, 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 I'm I, going to go back to the intent of the heart. And it all, that question is going to uh, come back to the intent of your heart, where your heart's at, whether or not he uh, doesn't have a request or requirement. But I think that'd be the fairest way to answer the question, in my opinion.
0: All right. So whenever Hannah was talking about that, 1 Corinthians 14, mm-hmm. Paul tells us here, King New King James. I'm reading from that. <clears throat> Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So he goes down and he talks about this prophecy thing.
2: No, that's teaching, right?
0: In this one? No. Well, I mean, he would... It translates. I, I do believe it translates into actually prophecy. Um, but I'll go there. Let's go to the Strong's and we'll see what it says. Um. Foretell events, divine, speak under inspiration, exercise the prophetic office. That's what that would translate into the Strong's. Okay. Um, and so, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands it. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks justification. I don't really want to read all this because it's not really pertaining. Because he goes down to this, though. Um, he says in here somewhere that not all men will speak with tongues. So, even if maybe you're desiring the gift, he's saying, you know, not all men will speak in them. So. If,
2: that's, if that is a gift, you know, that's just one of the gifts, speaking yeah. in tongues,
0: because yeah, I've never
2: spoken in tongues, so, but I've never desired, I don't guess, or, or never, you know, I don't know, it's just never been, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know.
1: I was just trying to think of some scripture for this question, but... I don't know because, I mean, he doesn't come out and say, you receive gifts immediately, really.
0: I think we can desire them, mm-hmm. but I think <coughs> it's up to the Lord and his sovereignty and his goodness of what he's going to give to us.
1: What he can entrust with us, too, yeah. because yeah. I do agree with Greg. It, it depends on the, the, intent, of the, the intent of our heart. If we are earnestly like, because in chapter 12 it says, uh, I like New King James Version. I don't... The word covet is used in King James Version, but it says to um, earnestly desire the best gifts. Yeah. But, and then he goes on to talk about, but the greatest of the, I'm going to show you a more excellent way, and then he goes on to talk about love in the next chapter. Mm -hmm. How loving, if you don't, if you have all of these things, but you don't have love, then what's the point?
0: Yeah. And there's another scripture (laughs) Uh, that is is pretty good to me. He um, Romans 12, verse 6, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy. In proportion to our faith or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. But if you back up, the important thing there to cover is having then gifts differing. So he's telling us we're going to have different gifts depending upon the grace that God gives us.
1: So let me ask this though, it says that he gives gives the, what does it say, he gives the gifts without repentance or is it he gives what does it well, say in that
0: the, verse? The, that's Romans nine, I think you're talking about, and that's the gifts and the callings without repentance. Callings, but that would be now that is in the context of Israel, because he's talking about the nation of Israel as they're repenting. I mean, as they're falling away, and how Israel's that, still going to receive revival.
1: So, I know that that verse is used a lot, but do you think it's misused in um in the context of spiritual gifts and callings?
0: do I think it's been i think it's i think there's been a misuse to it um romans eleven romans eleven twenty nine's actual reference but it's Romans nine through eleven those three chapters center around israel uh-huh. um but we can go there and read it let's let's read it because
1: Our, while you're turning in there, I was just thinking about how. You know, there are people who obviously have certain gifts and I don't know if we are just born with the propensity to have that gift once we get born again, because there's people who naturally just operate in a certain, like I've met people that as soon as they were born again, they immediately started operating in prophetic. Mm-hmm. Like they just started hearing things. They weren't trying to hear things from the Lord. They weren't trying to get visions from the Lord. Like it just started. They just started getting dreams. They started, and it and it was natural to them. Like yeah. they don't. They weren't even really praying for it. It just happened. Yeah. And so, whereas other people, you know, might not get that immediately when they're born again, but they might have a genuine desire. Lord, I want to have mm-hmm. the visions from you, and I want to have these things.
0: Yeah. I think it is important to note that spiritual gifts are gifts yeah they're gifts and the gifts are there only to build the church Mm -hmm. that's what the they're the gifts are there to build the church and point you towards christ and to create more christ likeness in you now the scripture you was talking about you have to go back to verse 28 and say and this is romans 11 concerning the gospel they are enemies for your sake but concerning the election they are beloved for the sake of the father's For the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. So he's talking here about Israel. He's talking about the natural branches. They have become enemies of the gospel. But yet, concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the Father. So he's saying, I have not left them. I'm still calling them. Um, They're still my chosen people. Because he says, for as you once were in disobedience to God, yet have attained mercy through their disobedience, even so, these also have now, t- who've been disobedience, that through the mercy shown you, they also maintain a mercy. So Paul's sitting here saying, in their disobedience, the gospel opened up to you. But now through your mercy towards them, they're going to mer- receive mercy from me because the Gentiles are never meant to stop preaching the gospel to the Jews. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying, my, go- my gift and calling on them is not revoked. And so I think we take that giftings and calls about repentance and make it apply to spiritual gifts. Whenever here it's talking about in context, I've never gave up on Israel. Mm-hmm. And the mercy I showed you in your disobedience, I need you to show them mercy in their disobedience so I can give them mercy because I've never left the calling.
2: We are made overcomers by the blood of Lamb and the word our mm-hmm. testimony. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So what would you say about gifts being taken away then?
0: Well, I don't think any gifts have to be permanent. I think they're gifts. And I think that he could gift you with something for a season. He could gift you with something there. I think this is where we have to be careful when we use the gifts of the Spirit, whether it be the nine mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12, the ones mentioned in Romans 12, or um, even... You know, even going into the FIFO ministry in Romans 4, I mean Ephesians 4, which calls them gifts. He's given gifts to the church for the building and the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. What is the gifts? The apostolic, the prophetic, the pastoral, the teaching, and the, past- and the evangelistic. Those are gifts given to the church. So I believe that uh, in essence what we've done, we've tried to take possession in the sense that we control them. I think at the end of the day, they're always still gifts given to the church, and um, I think we, I think we're gifted. So I think that God has given me the gifting to be a pastor, whether that's good gifting or bad past. Pe- that's up people's <laughs> judgment. I don't yeah. know. But, All right.
1: but let's say you walk away from the Lord, or you do something to grieve Him, and you lose you. Sacrifice your anointing because you chose something else. Cause that that's scriptural, right? Where people like come out of that anointing, yeah, lose the anointing,
0: yeah. So I think that if <laughs> if I walked away from the Lord, um, I would would I be able to talk in front of people still? Sure. Would it be able to break any yokes absent of the anointing? No. So there are some just personality traits giftings that we possess. I think sometimes we confuse personality with the gifts of the spirit and things that we're decent at that doing to say they're spiritual gifts. Um, But
1: the spiritual gift of the pastoral, you think you would lose that
0: um,
1: when you walk away?
0: I think that I would still have the propensity and ability to love people and to pasture people in a sense but I don't think it's the same does that make sense I think I would still have attributes that are geared towards pastoral work but I don't think you were created that way yes but I don't think I have the effectiveness and the anointing and the productivity of it actually being a spiritual gift given from the Father Mm -hmm. Um, now this is where I think we have to be careful because I know what you're talking about and I've even talked about some of this stuff before and even kind of piddled around and believed it is that people who are operating in the prophetic are prophetic regardless of whatever and that they can still be prophetic even if they don't walk with God. All right. I think this is where we probably did a little mistakes on. And we've opened up doors because this woman who is operating in the spirit of divination and acts, whenever Paul rebuked her, and that's what got Paul and Silas in the jail cell, I think she was actually operating in a, a spirit that is demonic, but yet she appeared to be prophesying. And so I think a lot of times too, we may have a propensity or givingness to the spiritual realm, but Joseph Smith thought he was prophesying, so he had a he had a propensity to be there. But I would be cautious to give a gift, Greg. I'm so, I don't mean to cut you off.
2: No, no, you didn't. I was just gonna go into that talking about that lady the. Uh, the soothsayer or whatever, or not soothsayer, but the lady, it described her as one bragging them up. You know, it was, oh, look, you know, and and was bringing attention to herself in lifting them up. And her motive was a a selfish motive, and Paul saw right through it, and he called it out, you know. And uh, so, again, it goes back to the intent of the heart. You know, what uh, What are you seeking these gifts for? Are you seeking these gifts uh, for yourself? Are you seeking these gifts for personal whatever? Uh, because God, he wants you seeking him. And and whatever, you know, all this other stuff, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. So first things first, Lord, fix me. <laughs> Lord, I have this, I got that, I'm dealing with this right here. Uh, I, I battle with this in my mind. I got, I've got. i got all these, I've, I've got these ill, uh, uh, this whatever, you know, I don't know, this name, it. whatever it is that you're battling with that, that he has revealed in you that you know is not supposed to be there. Lord, take this from me. And in that, I believe these gifts come in overcoming these things that comes at you.
0: Yes. Well, I'm getting ready to uh, – we're going to take a break, and I'm going to call Brother George on the break and get him on, and we'll get back in there. Um, I do want to say I think this is a conversation we're going to continue tomorrow Yeah, on the gift and the callings without repentance because we have a lot of feedback. Um, I want to make sure I get George plenty of time, as much time as possible. So um, let's hang our hats here, and we're going to continue this conversation tomorrow here on Mornings with Box 2 Radio. So we'll be right back here after the break. All righty, we are back in here. We're going to cut that song a little bit short. As much as I love that song, we're going to cut it a little bit short. What a good song, though. Repeat, repeat the sound. I was trying to do my choir thing in here. Greg was laughing at me. But we have on the phone with this brother, George Witten. How are you doing, my brother? Uh, doing great, doing great. It's so good to have you back on. I know um, we are excited. Greg Carwell said he didn't sleep. <laughs> he was so excited.
4: Didn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I broadcast. have to tell but you that
0: I'm
2: excited.
4: I, that, well, I have to tell you that the the, uh, the situation in Israel seems to be getting ready to erupt again. It's like the the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we we extended the ceasefire for another day. Um, I'm getting a little bit of feedback, just so you know. I'm just trying to, uh, I'll try to speak through it, but that's what I'm getting. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I really anticipate that this war is getting ready to, to start up again, probably in the next uh, day or two. I know that uh, you know they're, they're trying to get a lot more hostages out, but the in Israel they only agreed for the max of ten days, and uh, today extending a day is, is day six, so uh, they may go ahead and extend it, you know, a few more days, but they don't have the uh, the authority. And uh, Secretary Secretary of State Blinken is in. Israel today. And he basically told them, um, listen, you can't, what you did on the northern part of Gaza, uh, you know, finding the terrorists. we don't want you doing the southern part. And so that's going to put a lot more soldiers at risk. Um, And it'll be interesting to see how this plays out the next, uh, you know, the next 30 days or so. I do anticipate, um, you know, the situation with Yemen and uh, some of these other areas uh, kind of exploding. There was an interesting article that we posted yesterday just about um, the U.S. uh, finding another company that was uh, diverting billions of dollars going into Iran that actually was helping to funnel uh, money going to Hamas and Hezbollah. So uh, that was actually imposed yesterday, a huge sanction. Um, It probably wasn't really covered in the news, but... That was a pretty big deal when you go ahead and you're cutting off uh, supply lines. Um, but the, the the tragic thing is that at the same time the Biden administration goes ahead and releases billions of dollars
3: <laughs>
4: just the other day by not renewing, uh, you know, uh, an executive order. So it's kind of a strange dynamic that we got going on.
0: Yeah. Now, real fast, is the feedback better?
4: Uh, yeah, it is.
0: Okay, excellent. So, um, you know, and I. You're talking about the, um, you know, the calm before the storm and what's going on. Now, the the, the ceasefire was extended, correct?
4: Yeah, it was extended today for one day. Uh, they're releasing another ten hostages today. Oh, actually, I, I believe it I, I think we reported eight hostages and three dead bodies. Wow. Uh, they were fighting not to uh, release. I have to, uh, I honestly just posted that article up just a few minutes ago, um, and uh, let's see here, I'm actually looking at my own thing. Uh, oh, you know, okay, yeah, there's is ten more hostages. Um, so you know that that's the the situation. So we're we're going to see what winds up happening. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because um, Blinken is in Israel now. Um, for those who don't know, that's Secretary of State. Um, you know, they're. There was a lot of chatter behind the scenes, how the United States was manipulating Israel in um, certain areas, certain ways uh, when the war began. And uh, and so there was a, you know, um, the United States, uh, you know, was, was sending certain types of munitions and certain types of things to try to limit, um, you know, Israel's impact. And uh, so it, it was kind of a thing going on behind the scenes. I don't know right now. Just how close and uh the relationship is between Israel and the United States in the sense that the Biden administration is different than the trump administration mm-hmm. and uh you know and we really don't even know if if Biden really is running the show anyway <laughs> so uh you know, that's another question but but the the reality is that uh you know there's two different frameworks that you're dealing with one um you know looks at Israel as uh you know. The aggressor, and the other looks at Israel as uh, you know uh, defending itself. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, you know there was a big deal yesterday when the the House of uh, House of Representatives passed two resolutions. One was uh, condemning Hamas as a terrorist organization, and um, the other was the the release of the hostages. So in that respect, you know, the United States Congress is pretty much unified. Um, there was um, actually a, a congressman from from Kentucky. Uh, basti was the only one that, that voted against the resolution, but he he said in a in an ex-post the reason why he did was because uh, of the correlation between anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism. I don't think it was necessarily a vote against. I think it was more of a vote. Um, the terminology didn't like the terminology. So I don't think it was—I think it was pretty much a consensus. So in that respect, uh, the United States is unified. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a different question to see, you know, how—you uh, know, words mean one thing, actions mean another. So we'll see how that plays itself
0: out. Yeah. Now you had said Tuesday when you was getting off the phone that today you would like to do more, try to get on more of the prophetic side of what's going on. Uh, right, and we'd love to hear that. So, so,
4: so my 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 thought, okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be very, uh, you know, this is kind of uh, not something I would actually teach from a pulpit, but I'm kind of in a pulpit, so I I'm gonna throw myself out there a little bit. Uh, without uh trying to uh, you know stir the pot too too much, I know that many people are really focused on the seven years of tribulation and and almost so much so that they they forget their main purpose here on earth and and the main purpose of everything is really the harvest of the world I mean that's the reason why we're here is to 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 spread the name of Jesus and to see souls come into the kingdom that's we're here for the harvest of the world and um you know, I, I'm kind of going back to a correlation, you know. We know that when the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, then all of Israel gets saved, right? So there's this correlation, there's this understanding that there's a, a, a time of the, uh, of this harvest of the Gentiles preceding the, the return of the Jewish people back to the Messiah. And I kind of look back to Genesis. You know, in Genesis, um, the rabbis go ahead and they, they talk about how... Um, you know, the, the the rabbis will go ahead and say, uh, because the Messiah did not come, you know, there, there's t- t- uh, a disparity in, in Scripture. One, there's a Messiah that comes on, on a donkey, and another showing that he comes on the clouds of heaven. And so they look at this and they say, well, it can't be the same person. There must be two Messiahs. They don't look at it as the same Messiah coming twice. They say, there must be a Messiah that is the suffering servant of Isaiah 53, and then a kingly Messiah you know, in other passages. So they, they, they associate the, the lowly Messiah, the one that's going to suffer, and they call him Mashiach ben Yosef, or the Messiah son of Joseph, and the other they call Mashiach ben David, or the Messiah, the son of David. And so what they actually, they don't, they don't see that it's one Messiah coming two times, they actually are looking at two Messiahs coming. And that's the only way that they can go ahead and try to, to fit all the passages in in the Tanakh, in the Old Testament, together. Well, if you kind of study out how, uh, you know, that God says in his word that you'll know the end from the beginning. So if you kind of go to the beginning, you really study out Genesis, you'll realize that Genesis is the, is the uh, you know, the beginning and the revelation is the end, and they almost kind of fit together as bookends. You know, and one you have, you know, the begin, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens. In the end, you have, in the, you know, in the end, God creates a new heavens and new earth. In the beginning, you have a tree of life. In the end, you have trees of life. You know, and so there's this whole, you know, dichotomy that is meshing together. So, in understanding this, go to the the, the understanding of Joseph. Well, Joseph had this dream, and in his dream, right, um, was seven years of of a harvest of a bountiful harvest a harvest you know so abundant and then there was seven years of no harvest at all and it was in that seven years of no harvest at all that the the sons of joseph or the brothers of joseph rather the brothers of joseph are looking now and that's when they find joseph that's when they find him well what if it just so happens that these seven years, this 2023 to 2030, is actually the seven good years? Not necessarily that, that, the, the, that it's going to be good years in the sense of, you know, the, the end is not coming, but the end is coming. We're in birth pangs. It gets intense more intense and more intense. But what if these seven years from 2023 20, to 2030 are actually the seven years of harvest? The great harvest, the, the, the overwhelming harvest, and then twenty thirty actually begins what I call, you know, the, the, the with what everyone's anticipating the seven years of trip and where there there you know there is no more time to work. You know, it, it talks about in in Matthew I mean in John, there's a very interesting passage, you know. In Israel we're excavating out the pool of Siloam, And the pool of Siloam is so significant of an archaeological find. when I first was in Israel in two thousand and uh, three or two thousand four, tour guy takes me to to you know goes through the old city and I go through and I get to the this little I won't even call it a pool. It was a a little thing about three feet wide. <laughs> and he said, "This is the pool saloon." And I looked at him and I said, "That is not the pool saloon because well, how do you know?" I said, "Because Alfred Edersheim, in his book The Life and Times of the Messiah, talks about the pool saloon, and the pool saloon was so vast, right? It's an acre and a quarter in size." And this pool was so vast that that every Jew went to the pool of Shalom to be mikvah to, to be cleansed before they went up to the Temple Mount. You couldn't go into the Temple Mount unless you actually were bigfoot, you know, unless you actually went through a cleansing. You, you weren't allowed to go into it. And so this was the pool that every single Jew went into. So when you have the the three festivals Passover, uh, Pentecost, or, or uh, Pentecost, uh, what we call Shavuot in Hebrew or, or uh, Sukkot, then you had these three pilgrimage feasts and these three pilgrimage feasts you had hundreds of hundreds of thousands you know you had you know in, in roughly at least a hundred thousand Jews going to Jerusalem for the feast. and so so these times this pool was used to be Mifoot. Well here we are we're, we're, we're now at a place where we're excavating this out. And, there, and the pool is going to be excavated out, and it's not little. It's an acre and a quarter in size, so you, it's bigger than an Olympic-sized swimming pool. You know, it's not a little pool. And my 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 theory, or my... I, I'm going to say it's a working theory. My working theory is this, that the Pool of Siloam... You know, okay, so to go back to the first century. In the first century, here was Peter, and he's preaching the Word. And when he preaches the Word, right, 3,000 Jews here... Um, you know, the the word in his own language, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, he goes ahead and he quotes Joel three twenty eight. And three twenty-eight um, um you know, is you know, uh the, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men and old men shall have dreams and visions. Well, if you just go up prior to that, in, in, in Joel two twenty to two twenty three, says, Be glad then you children of Zion, which is the the children of Zion or the or the children of Jerusalem for the Lord, your God is giving you the early rain and the latter rain. The, the latter rain, you know, is that in Israel there's like a, a rainy season. And this rainy season is marked by two ends. One is the, the conclusion of the harvest, and one is the, is the rains that are needed to, to begin the harvest. Okay? So so you have a, this connection here that there's an outpouring of the Spirit. And it's connected to the harvest. Well, here we are. We, we find the Pool saloon. And in the first century, if you can imagine when Peter gives the word, and three thousand men are, or three thousand you know people are, are saved and are baptized, where do you think they went to get baptized? I mean, do you think they were individually being dunked one at a time? Where do you think they just walked down you know the, the the less than a quarter mile walked down to the pool saloon, and're all makefoot so if at the beginning of the age, the entire beginning of the age began with um, you know the the three thousand being mikvahed in the pool of Siloam. Then it could it be at the end of the age when all of Israel is saved that they go through their mikvah? That that the the pool of Siloam is actually being excavated out to usher in the end of the age harvest, and and specifically talking about the Jewish people and their mikvah pool and their place of baptism. So if that's the case, right? Then then what we're looking at now. Is this this excavation coming out? Is, is, is if that if that is connected to the Jewish harvest, and that's connected, then the only place that the Pool of Siloam is mentioned, right, is in John nine. In John nine, here is um, this uh, man who's blind from birth, and, they, and the question is asked uh, Jesus. He says, "Look, who sinned? Was it this man, or was it uh, you know his parents that sinned?" So there's this, this theological question, right? And, and obviously, Jesus says, "Look, you've got the whole question wrong. You missed the whole question." But in that question, in that passage, I think it's—I uh, want to say John nine four. He says, I, I, "I am the light of the world," and then the the day is coming, or that that no man can work. That the night is coming, that no man can work. So, connected, the only place the pool of Siloam is connected to is talking about the the end of the age, where there's still light. But then soon coming that there's a time when no man can work. So I believe, and, and I, I, in my heart of hearts, I, I, I believe that the Pool of Siloam excavation is actually pointing to us that we're coming to the time of the age where no man can work. But at the same time that this, this no man can work is actually telling us that it's not time to, to hide and, and to anticipate seven years of darkness but Lord. it's actually time for us to thrive, to usher in a harvest that no that that no time in, the, in church history has ever had. That we're to usher in a harvest of harvests, like 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 the days of Joseph. You know, just we need to just go ahead and build storehouses, and you know, get ready for the harvest that's coming. And then, then soon enough, the darkness will come. There will be no more time to work. you know they, you know it, it's, it's game over.
2: Revelation, so talking about my, the two
4: my, witnesses. My, my thought process is a little different than some. you know I'm not, looking, I'm not anticipating seven years of darkness because you know quite frankly, are we even here for that? You know what I mean but but my question is, shouldn't we be anticipating what God is doing now? You know what I mean? Shouldn't we be activated to understand that that, that God is actually prepared for the body of messiah? The greatest harvest of souls and, and that we actually uh, I think um, the body almost gets uh, we almost want to run away and, and I'm saying this not you know in general um, that that the body of Messiah wants to run away from 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 facing the enemy instead of just confronting the enemy, being bold, realizing that the, the Lord is with us, <laughs> that one with God is a majority. And when we're standing before, you know, you know, the enemy can go ahead and scream and howl or do whatever, you know. But the reality is that he gives us authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy. And then we go ahead and go forward and just say, listen, every piece of scripture is coming to pass. There's not one thing now that that is in prophecy that is not in motion. I mean, every single thing, every time I report, I'm, I'm almost shocked. How the book is coming together? We just did an article um, about the European Union putting together a, 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 a EU ID system, digital ID, and 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 <laughs> literally they they said, well, look, if we have a digital ID, we have to have a digital wallet, and you can't have a digital wallet without having money in the digital wallet. So they're already they're already pushing this forward. We just did the article less than a month ago. So we're talking about a a transformation of of the way society works. Now this isn't the mark of the beast. You have to have to actually have a beast in order to have a mark of the beast, right? But we see the stage being set up. We see we see the the framework of how it could be implemented. Where it says in in Revelation 13 that no one could buy or sell lest he have the mark. So anyway, I, I just talked for like ten minutes straight. I don't even know where I was at. <laughs>
0: well we just say i
4: hope i didn't overwhelm you guys we just I, I'm say just amen trying well, expand i've tried to expand the thought process of no. what god
2: is doing and what okay? i th- what i gathered from what you were saying there is is i'm a little different as well but you know the two witnesses you know it says they're going to be overtaken and in revelation and i believe the two witnesses he describes them a lot of people think a lot of things but he describes them as the candlesticks and the olive tree and that in my uh i believe are the church and the church is going to be overtaken it says that uh, the the beast does overtake the church you know and this would be what you're saying there you know it just ties in with that that uh you know the harvest of plenty and then there'll be a time where you can't work that would be the time that the
0: church is overtaken Oh, I love um, I love how you bring up the pull of Shalom. that like Shalom, it, it's. But do you think though? Um, you were talking about the correlation between before going into the temple and mikveh and how they would have to go through their baptism to clean them, kind of deal. Do you think that you were talking about they're preparing for the last day harvest? Do you think it's almost to a preparation for the third temple being built with the red heifers and all that's going oh, on there yeah. too?
4: Yeah, I um well let's just say this, that um I think that everyone should watch a video I, pub- I published on YouTube called Um the Red Heifers, the Coming Temple and the Great Delusion. And and the reason why is because um I think a lot of people are misunderstanding what the third temple actually is representing. Mm-hmm. Because um, Matthew twenty twenty four is pretty clear and, and it's one of those things that he says, Whosoever reads let him understand And the specific verse I'm using is 24, I want to say verse 15. And when it says, "Um, When you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, whosoever reads, let him understand. The Lord is actually referring back to a passage in Daniel, and he's referring back to a time when Antiochus Epiphanes desecrated the temple. And at that time, the Maccabees stood up, and uh, Judah Maccabee led a small army and led a revolt against, at that time, the Seleucid uh, Kingdom. And when he, when he defeated them, it was a shock. But what happened was, that's where we get the festival of Hanukkah from. Hanukkah means the Feast of Dedication, the Festival of Lights. It's this festival that the Jewish people celebrate every year, Hanukkah, which is actually coming up in, you know, uh, I think it's December 8th is the beginning of Hanukkah. Um, these 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 eight days of Hanukkah is actually a picture for us. It's something to study out. We see that Jesus celebrated this in John 10, when it says the Feast of Dedication is talking about Hanukkah. And Hanukkah is referring, and this Feast of Dedication is, is actually referring to going back and studying this out of what, what happened. Well, Antiochus Epiphany set up a worship of Zeus, um, and set up a, a, a sacrifice of pigs in the temple. He went ahead and commanded that the Torah scrolls be burned up, commanded that no one could observe Shabbat. He was changing the times and the seasons. And so there's a lot of these correlations that we're seeing now. So the third temple is actually not a, a sign of something good coming. It's actually a sign of something different coming. Yep. And um, and I have to to explain this out, is that the 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 temple that is described in second Thessalonians two when he it says he's just in the temple God showing himself that he's God talking about the false Messiah that this is not the same temple that's described in ezekiel the the The, the temple that's described in ezekiel forty to forty eight which God spends nine chapters detailing is actually so big it doesn't even fit uh in the understanding of Israel today um but you have to understand that this is actually a temple that's built in in, in a time period, what we would call the Millennium.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And um, and this time period, you know, it talks about, you know, when the Lord puts his feet on the Mount of Olives in Zechariah 14, it will fulfill another passage in Isaiah 30, um I want to say Isaiah 30, but I could be wrong on that. I have to refresh my memory. But it says in Isaiah that every mountain is leveled and every valley is raised up. It literally talks about a mass change in geography, and so we, we, we have to look at you know when the Lord returns, the geography of the world is going to change, and that changing of the geography is actually going to set up the the place where the exact the, the, the size of the Ezekiel Temple could actually fit the the temple proper. You know, I've seen you know seven miles in cube or nine miles in cube. That's the temple proper, but the actual the the lands allotted to the temple are are at least you know twenty five by ten miles, if not eighty by thirty miles. I mean, it's it's a huge amount of property. It, it, it's so big that the temple district is so big it doesn't fit right now. And so, um, you know, why is it so big? Well, it's pretty simple. If you can imagine a world where there is no more no more you know wars, there is no more you know disease like we understand it. Um, you know, that people will not go ahead, there won't be abortions anymore, there won't be, you know, anything restricting human population size. Can you imagine how many people will be alive at the end of a thousand years? Well, you know, there'll be billions upon billions. How do I know? Well, if you read um, Revelation 20, Revelation 20 very, very clearly talks about a thousand-year reign of the Messiah. And then it says, during this thousand years, Satan is... Is bound in the uh, you know bound to the pit for a thousand years, and I have to say this: that everyone gives Satan way too much credit. Why? Why do I say that? Because it only took one angel to bound up Satan. <laughs> it took one angel to bind up Satan? In, in Revelation twenty just one? And anyway, he binds him up, and then it says when he's released to deceive the nations that it says that it's the, the, the nations that are deceived are as the sands of the seashore. It talks about a great number. So there's a huge amount of people that are deceived. That means that means there must be a population explosion during this thousand years. Well, it says specifically in Zechariah 14, it says that all the families of the earth will go year to year to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. Well, it says families. Now, in the Old Testament, it was just men that were commanded to go up. In this particular era, it talks about everyone's going up. Well, can you imagine how big the area must be in order to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles if there's billions upon billions of people on the earth? So that's why, you know, there's a lot of things you have to look at, um, you know, in a different way. Uh, You know, we we can't, if you're trying to fit your understanding of the thousand years in, in this current, Reality, it's not going to fit. Just like you can't understand that millennium reality in the in the new heavens and new earth and the new Jerusalem, because that doesn't fit. And so we're getting ready to transition. We're we're transitioning from this this era to the next era to the next era, and each of those eras that we're we're transitioning to is radically different from the one previous. Now, there's some things that are that are the same, but a lot of things are, are completely different, and so. Um, Anyway, I kind of jumped a little bit, but it's okay. We have time, I guess. I don't even know how much time we have left. Oh, my goodness, we got three minutes left. We already killed 30 minutes. Are you kidding
3: me?
2: I told him to call you at
0: seven. (laughs) Greg was trying to get me to call you and tell you come on at seven uh, for the whole two hours. Oh,
4: man. Oh, man. Well, can I ask you one question, though?
0: I know that oh, this won't we don't have really time to go deeper though. The third temple will be resur- I mean insurrected. So it would be built. And in and in this, do you believe there will be animal sacrifices, everything fully operational again?
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I and not only do I do I see that, I see that this is how the Jewish people are deceived. Yeah. Um I I, I encourage you okay, I, I did a video called Will the Real Elijah Stand Up? Mm hmm. And I actually go through my thought process coming from a person that's trying to reach Jewish people. I actually studied at the Talmud, which is volumes upon volumes. And, and I try to figure out how is it they, they could be deceived. And that's kind of how I went about uh, understanding my thought process. And when I say, with the real life to stand up, my, my in, a, in a nutshell, I believe the false prophets are coming, quote, unquote, as the false prophets. I think it's coming, and he's going to name himself Elijah to fulfill what what, it, what the Jewish people are expecting. They're expecting Elijah to show up every year at mm. Passover. They're setting a cup out for Elijah. And and when you understand this, and, and you think that the, the two prophets, the two witnesses on the Temple Mount in, in Revelation, um, Revelation 12, well, guess what? I believe one of those two prophets is, is Elijah. So you actually will have on the Temple Bout at, at some point, I think, in the future, this is my theory, that you actually have the false Elijah and the real Elijah actually battling it out. Mm. I think it's going to be one of these and No one talks about this. You know, everyone tries to put, you know, whatever. They, what will his name be? I think his name, the false prophet's name, is going to be Elijah. I think the real prophet Elijah is showing up. I think we're going to have this crazy situation on the Temple Bout that no one talks about. Wow. Anyway, I encourage you to watch this video. Um, it is called Will the Real Lives Stand Up. It is on my uh, YouTube channel. Um and it's youtube.com YouTube dot com forward slash at worthy news. I'm taking I take a lot of things from a, a a different perspective. Take it for what it is, you know. Look, I'm not I'm not uh, you know, Mr. Know it all. I just study out scripture. I, I'm not, you know I'm not put into a box. You know what I mean? I, I just I, I just I just look at things differently, but my, my my perspective, though, is really about what we're supposed to be doing right now. And what we're supposed to be doing is not trying to figure out who the Antichrist is. Our, our, our real po- our real focus is trying to show everyone who Jesus is. That's right. Because, because mm-hmm. that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. The whole book of Revelations is about the revelation of Jesus Christ.
0: Yes. And if,
4: if he's the
3: revelation,
4: then if that's who we're supposed to reveal to the world. The revelation of Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is coming back soon. He's getting ready to shake the earth. He's getting ready to shake everything. Every foundation that we understand is getting ready to be shaken and destroyed, and only that which of the kingdom will remain. Mm-hmm. So let's get our focus right. That's us <laughs> get right. our foundation right. Anyway, listen, I know we ran out of time. I know I we went fine. over It's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so will the real Elijah stand up and the third temple and the great deception, uh, or the yeah, coming the, deception? The, the, the,
4: it's called uh, the Red Heifers, the coming delusion, the great uh, uh, and the great delusion. Uh, the coming Tum- uh, Red Heifers, the coming temple and the great delusion.
0: Okay, that's what it's called. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check out two both of those. Two different
4: videos. Two different videos. Have fun.
0: I will. I will. <laughs> I will have a lot of fun. Thank you, brother George, as always. How can they find Worthy News if they want to get more?
4: Just go to worthynews dot com, and I have to tell you, we have two brand new apps: one for Android, one for Apple. These apps, not only can you get worthy news, but you can actually click on the bottom. You can click on, like, U.S. News or Israel News or whatever, and actually follow Fox News right away. You can follow, if you're on, in Israel, you can follow Times of Israel, Jerusalem Post, and Art News. So literally on one app, we created a way for people to follow, like, 50 news sources. News sources. Wow. And it's free. Why? Because I'm trying to activate Watchmen. I'm trying to activate Watchmen to pray to the events that are happening to see the kingdom of God come.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, brother George. We appreciate you, <laughs> brother. Bless you. Stay blessed.
4: Stay Amen. you too. God bless.
0: All right. Well, we are completely out of time. Um, we got to get off here. We love you all. We'll be back seven a.m. Central Time here on Mornings of Box Two Radio on the Box Two Radio Network.